So welcome everybody to the Confession Post podcast. I'm Morgan Rector. I'm Rosanna Shelton. All right. And we were, it's funny, we were discussing the show a couple of days ago, and I came up with the idea of uh, con- confessing to things of, of our own, from our own lives. Uh, and uh, Rosanna is certainly free to choose not to if she doesn't want to. <laughs> but I'll go with something that is probably pretty embarrassing um, for for most other people. I think it would be, especially men. But uh, and you got to let me explain the whole story first. So when I was like 13, I was a fan of the New Kids on the Block. So that's my embarrassing confession for today. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't like have a uh, a gay crush on any, any of those guys. See, what happened was, at first I hated them because they. Uh, it was just the kind of music I wasn't supposed to like because I was a guy, and of course most of their fans were girls because every few years another boy band comes along and the girls go crazy over them. But I listened to this radio station in Toronto called CFTR and. They played New Kids on the Block music like constantly. It was a radio station for teenagers. And so I just heard the song so many goddamn times that they grew on me. And that's how I became a fan. And I even went to a concert. So that's <laughs> my embarrassing confession for today. Did you did you have one, Rosanna? Well, um, I mean, I guess I could admit some of my like musical my musical things. Um, I too still like. I think to this day, I know every word to New Kids on the Block song. Oh, you were a fan too, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I well, I mean, I was like what eight, nine, ten around there. I had crushes on them for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> was it? Did it? Did you have a favorite from? Uh, I think it was Jordan. Jordan, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was one of the most popular. And I had a crush on Joey, and I mean, I had <laughs> pretty much everyone but Danny. <laughs> poor Danny, like he was. I know. Was I know, poor guy. He's <laughs> talented and the least attractive. Yeah, if you heard of a girl being a fan of Danny, it definitely stood out because uh, he was very much the underdog of the group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Was it so? Were you into uh, Backstreet and In Sync later on? Uh, no, I mean those ones. Like I, I kind of started off the same way. Like I was kind of like, uh, these guys, and like now I like know every fucking word. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. like the Biscuit. I mean, people seem to have. Oh, a... you know all them, all that shit too. Like. <laughs> well, a lot of people sure feel like most... there are people feel like well that was like a low point in rock and roll and. Uh, I don't know. I, there were some good songs. You know? uh, there there were. Like, okay, so $3 Bill, y'all, like, is still my favorite. It's always, like, the first album was, like, the most raw, right? And they were, like, screaming lots on it. And, like, it was definitely, like, a good teenage angst fucking album. Like, Yeah. <laughs> well, did you um, end up getting into, like, a... Like hard rock or industrial. Oh man, I was like a uh, hardcore Marilyn Manson fan and Nine Inch Nails. Like as a teenager, and I was like, well, at thirteen, I was really into like grunge. Like I went through phases, right? Like yeah. I always loved White Zombie. 
I knew of yeah. them for like ever. And like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's like, my music, like, music was pretty much the only thing I kind of had for a while because the internet wasn't really around, right? Like, yeah. So, were, so. were you into like, the goth scene at all or anything oh like fuck that? yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of black <laughs> still kind of am like <laughs> well it's slimming not that you need to wear slimming clothing but <laughs> well you know every little bit helps <laughs> yeah that's true all <laughs> uh, right so i'm gonna go to my first confession for this episode and the title is oops turned out okay so my wife walked in on me one afternoon while I was in the bedroom with a couple of pics of her younger sister laid out on the bed, and I was whacking it to them. One was just a random picture, and two were of her in a bikini on a family holiday the previous year. Needless to say, she was not impressed, and the fact that in the pics she was 17 did not help the situation, but she came in, freaked, and scolded me. But then she told me to finish. I was like, huh? She told me to get it over with and sat there with her arms crossed. Long story short, I did. Came on a towel and she gathered up all the pictures, shredded them, and we have never spoken of it since. I don't know. It was kind of hot watching her angrily watch me. Uh, do you think he should have finished? or do you? Do I don't know. Was was, I, I guess it was a test to the relationship, like <laughs> to start. Like, I mean, that makes me if, wonder if like, that's that's kind of like the thing women do. Like they say, "fine," but "fine" doesn't mean fine. It means something. Well, yeah, yeah. There's definitely that, but I think this guy is probably just like a sub, and he doesn't really know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's just finding like, things out now. Like, yeah, it sounds like he's probably being controlled in that relationship. <laughs> a little bit but I mean like uh, sometimes it's just like in the bedroom and sometimes it's all over but like hopefully like I don't know for him it's just in the bedroom or maybe he's trying to get some you know yeah, get that started get the ball rolling some people don't really know how to do that but I, I wouldn't suggest that way maybe <laughs> but <laughs> Well, because that's a little a little fucked. Because it, what? It's a seventeen-year-old girl. Yeah, that's so. True. Like that's first of all. <laughs> and then there is like, yeah, just I don't know. She she handled it very interesting. I will say that. Well, you know, like it, in marriages, you know, it can be difficult to maintain a sex life with any. Oh, for sure. And I'm wondering. Uh, should you respect your spouse's right to, to masturbate, even if it's not to you? I mean, is that something that spouses should give each other space to do? You know? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not like, well, you're not fucking them. That's a whole nother realm. Like if you, you walk, know, if, you're, if you're doing that, then you may as, may as well be polyamorous, right? Like, <laughs> like if you were cohabiting or married to someone and you walked in. And they were masturbating. Would you walk back out or would you watch? What would you do? Uh, I, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I probably would like. 
<laughs> awkwardly give them their space yeah. and then think about it later and be like, oh, I could have maybe helped, like, or I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, really, like, it's kind of, I would find it probably a little bit shocking, like, but I mean, also hot. I love watching that. So, I don't know, maybe I would watch. It's it's hard to say. I'm not, I've not really been in a situation quite like that. Well, I guess it depends on the gender. Uh, women definitely are much more entertaining to watch when it comes to masturbation. Yeah, that's true. Are, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I found some, I like, at first, when, in my younger years, it's kind of like, eh, eh. But now it's just gotten really fucking hot. So yeah. I guess things, things kind of change. Well, I mean, there are people who feel as well, like when it comes to intimacy of all kinds, that you there should be no privacy that couples should share everything there should they should not have individual separate lives when it comes to anything not just sex but maybe do you think maybe it might be a little helpful to to actually do have a a secret world to some degree where you're not just you know not just everything is there is being shared yeah well you need to you do need to have your separate like lives and shit well not lives but you know you need space yeah yeah because mm. like you know a lot of guys have the so-called man caves these days and yeah that's sweet like the only thing <laughs> the only problem is is like i like that shit too <laughs> yeah have the whole room like, with your interests i can think on a dartboard that's sick um you know like the more advanced ones, maybe got a pool yeah. table. That's all right. I like fucking around with that shit, you know? So. Yeah, you probably like to have, like, a studio to do your art, I presume. Um, my parents have one, and actually that is something that I need to get back on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, one, I have a little bit more time these days, so. Are one of your parents into art do they do oh yeah my mom she's she's been at it for a really long time um as a teenager she wanted to be a photographer and she had like one of those little sort of toy cameras and i think she still has them but uh she started out with that like not much because she wasn't very wealthy at the time so you know she'd take pictures where she could and um you know picked it up way later after she had kids i think yeah oh that's so cool i wish i had had a parent who was artistic that would have been really neat yeah yeah she's awesome (laughs) she encouraged you with your art yeah totally like whenever i go out to the studio with her she usually um gives me she gives me things to start with that i like i wanted to like go in and just paint right and mom's like all right now we're getting some charcoal, some paper. We're going to sketch some stuff. Like, you're, uh, you're going to get warmed up and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's it's great. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. it does get the juices flowing. So Helping you at the same time. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's your first confession? Um. Okay. So, like, I had to look up what melee melees meant. And I think... I think this is a racist one, <laughs> and I didn't think it was going to be because like it just sounded like oh other races yeah never mind. So I didn't know like this was a 
like this confession post was sort of like you know a place for i thought it was all sexual things yeah it can definitely give you that impression because it seems like at least at least 80 percent is like sexual but there are a lot of other things too fortunately <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go with the heartwarming one first because yeah. this one i loved um <clears throat> my fat wife my oh, what no i was just say oh boy yeah here we go now, my b wife was 240 pounds when we met 30 years ago six babies and 75 pounds later i love her even more and i think that was beautiful <laughs> Because I'm like, goddamn, six babies. <laughs> Actually, she, yeah, she's lucky she didn't gain weight from that. That sounds. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's gained a lot of that weight just from age as well, you know. I love it. That was super, super heartwarming, and it stuck out to me. I was well, just like, oh. Well, one thing that's kind of Everybody absurd. Can- is that there are a lot exactly. of guys who will, there are a lot of guys who will date a woman who's overweight, like they met her that way, and then they give her a hard time about it. But it's like, well, you knew what you were getting yourself into, so why are you giving her a hard time about it if that's the way she was when you met, you know? But a lot yeah. of yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if some some women do or not, though. I mean, I know a lot of women have this obsession with like changing the guy, so maybe that happens too, but. Yeah, a lot of men had just have those strange expectations. And... Yeah, I mean, I over the years, I don't like that stuff doesn't really matter. It's like, can you like, do they get you? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's like, I mean, like very basic sounding, but like it, it is hard to find some like in a lot of places like you just you just can't always identify with everybody yeah that's true it's a vibe oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. it's like what this girl told me about the classic does size matter question she said sex is about chemistry not big dicks (laughs) there you go well it's about that that big that big dick swinging vibe you know, like, yeah. you can walk like you, you got it. You don't have to have it, but, like. Well, I know. think guys who are well-endowed think maybe that's all it takes to be effective in the bedroom. Like, they don't have to do foreplay. They don't have to do anything. Like, well, she's getting that. So yeah. Try, you know what I mean? But, but is that's that enough? true. I don't know. It just, it depends. You know, like there is, there is that. Like everyone's different. Well, I believe, I believe most women want to be with a who are straight want to be with a guy who's generously endowed. I don't. Oh well, I mean, (laughs) it's like it's anywhere from like just over, I guess, average to like about nine is ideal, and girth is like. A big deal yeah so yeah that's well, about it <laughs> that's my i mean that's yeah. coming from just me but i'm pretty yeah. sure i know a lot of other girls that have said almost the same thing so and i mean it's all how you use it too you know, well i wonder if, if, if women feel the same way about penis size that men do about breast size because it's like yeah men do love 
big boobs, but I'd never heard of a guy breaking up with a woman because she didn't have them. And ultimately, men oh, boobs? Accept, yeah, men accept. Yeah, them. I don't know. I guess, like, honestly, as long as they look nice, it's all that really matters. And, like, there's some guys that are just more in a butt. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So on to my next confession. And this is this is something that I suspect must be an issue among a lot of women and their friends, their girlfriends. Uh, oh, yes. Uh-huh. So this is, the title of this one is Bored of Best Friends Wedding Talk. So my BFF has been married for a year. She still talks about the wedding every chance she gets. Also, if I mention someone else having, uh, you know, the most amazing web- wedding dress I've ever seen or a stunning ring, she appears to get jealous as if I'm not supposed to have an opinion on anyone else's wedding but hers. She also seems to have adopted an attitude as if she thinks that is still entitled to all the attention that came with planning the wedding. It's seriously boring me now. I feel that she needs to get over herself and get on with her life. Am I being too mean? Well, is she? Um, I personally don't think so. Because, I mean, like, the other girl, like... She can't, like, fucking win it all. Like, <laughs> shit. Oh. That's what it feels like. She's, like, you know, she's a little d- demanding, I guess, on the energy side and the attention side. And, like, maybe, like, she's very insecure. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I, I mean, my mother lost a friend to the Bridezilla, you know, phenomenon. Because the, the bride was just, there's something about getting married that brings out the worst in a lot yeah, of Yeah, fuck that shit. No. <laughs> like, that's not supposed to be, like, how a wedding goes. Like, I hate that. Like, that's like, what are you doing? You're fucking everything up. Like, the, <laughs> this is not pleasant for anyone anymore. Like, all the bridesmaids <laughs> have to wear ugly dresses and... In some extreme cases, they may even decide like they all have to have the same hairstyle or something mm. like that. And and if they don't, uh, she gets oh, abused. Man. There are people who will like get angry at people because they feel like their gift wasn't lavish enough. Like they should have bought a really expensive pre- present to give them. Um, it's yeah. Just amazing how weddings bring out the worst in people sometimes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does, like, and people spend so much money on that, like, and it's so fucking unnecessary. And actually, the funny thing is, if you've ever known someone who married more than once, the second wedding or the third wedding, it was always a much more stripped-down affair. It's a very it, modest affair. <laughs> may have just done it at their house or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. they just went to the to city hall and did it, but it's yeah. like they just look back and realize the first wedding they spent so much money and for what? For you know a dress they'll never she'll never wear again and uh, it's just it's just yeah. I'm so My wedding dress I'm at least gonna want to wear mm, at least two or three more times. Could probably yeah. wear it like in a Halloween costume or some shit. Right? I'm yeah. like, I'm not about fucking them fucking crazy white. Like, white's nice and it's pretty and whatnot, but like, <laughs> you get shit on it. 
(laughs) And I know myself, I'm like fucking, I'm going to spill some shit all over it. And then, yeah, then fuck it. So I'm getting something that's darker that's going to hide whatever. Like maybe has some sort of pattern. (laughs) Or dress like Morticia or something like that. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, fuck, if you've got a low enough neckline, you can just, like, wipe it off your chest, right? Like... (laughs) Or you know what? Just have like a cosplay wedding. Tell everyone dress as your favorite character or something. Have a fun <laughs> wedding, you know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, oh, totally. It. Like, I was thinking that. Like, everybody fucking like. I actually, a 1920s is like pretty classic for that shit. Like, the dresses oh, yeah. are nice, and like people are like it's easy to do. You know, that one, I kind of, that's, like, one of my go-tos. I like that, you know, for style first. Even for, like, a wedding dress. Even if the whole thing doesn't, isn't that theme, I'm going to have something like that, probably. Something simple. Or if you do have a fuck ton of money to spend, maybe rent, like, one of those carnivals that set up in, like, shopping mall parking lots. Have some fucking fun, you know? Yeah, Everyone can get drunk and go on the tilt-a-whirl and shit. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, Everyone that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That would be awesome. You could just, like, everybody, like, goes in that fucking slingshot, whatever. Oh, man, K-Days. That was, like, that's, like, probably the most ideal, like, kind of, um, what is it? Um, shit. Um, adventure shit. I can't. Um, I smoked a joint earlier, so I can't <laughs> even remember like what. Uh, amusement park. Amusement park. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Do they still have Rainbow Valley in PEI? Rainbow Valley. Yeah, I remember uh, them. I don't know. I That's a good question. That was when in the '80s when I still lived there. I remember that being there. But maybe they lost. Um. What's the one in near Moncton? There's a big water park. I forget what that's called. Because um, they have one in California as well. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, yeah, it would be better to do like a, a wedding at a water park, you know, an amusement park. Yeah, oh, yeah, a water park would be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be that'd be dope. All right, what's your uh, next goofy? My next one. Hang on, my phone shut off here. Um, nylon panties. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Did. Um. <clears throat> so, nylon panties. Have have been wearing women's nylon panties for years now, and they feel <laughs> so amazing against my skin. And when I get hard and start dripping pre-cum, I jerk off and come all, all them, all over them is what he probably should have wrote. My fantasies is getting a nylon panties hand job. I will never go back to cotton men underwear and, and love masturbating to them. They are such a major turn on. Well, you know, I, we've been hearing a lot about patriarchy for the last few years. But you know what? Female sexuality, even just the clothing women wear, that's a form of power. And it is. It is. Totally. And it, it can change lives. It can destroy lives sometimes, too. But uh, 
when you consider how much this guy's getting off just on an undergarment that women wear. Uh, yeah. And women can make money off of it, whereas uh, I, you know, I don't know how much male strippers make, but I'm sure, pretty sure female strippers make more. But uh, that's that's men kind of have power politically or monetarily, but women wield influence and power through their their appearance, their sexuality, because um, it's, it's not just in terms of the exterior. It's also uh, that ability to project those feelings from the inside. Right. Uh, yeah, because I don't know how often men really seduce women, but women can definitely seduce men. So, like, I like if if a woman has no interest in sleeping with a guy, can he persuade her to do it? Um, is that possible? I don't know. Because women can do that to men. Like a guy who doesn't want to cheat on his wife, another woman could go to work on him and at least tempt him to do it. But it seems like women, if once they, if they've dug in their heels, like I do not want to have sex with this guy, it, it's usually very unlikely that they can be talked into it. Um. I don't know. Like it's. Well, have you ever had a guy? Have you ever known a guy and you had no interest in him, but somehow he he went to work on you just by talking to you or whatever, and he said the right things and turns your view of him around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had it like a couple, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess some guys have that gift of gab. Where they can, <laughs> they can, they know the say what things to say. Yeah. So most of them don't, though. I would guess that most of them don't have that ability. But. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, everybody has those uh, has gifts. Or. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I read this statistic that said um, the average woman is only attracted to 15 percent of the male population. What? percent. That's what it said. Like, I guess the male population is really big. <laughs> or the because uh, I mean, just one I don't know. So I guess like maybe maybe only fifteen percent of the entire male population is appealing to women. Maybe the rest of them are just I don't know what they do, but or maybe they get the women who are left over. I mean, that's how it works out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what it, it depends on like what, like what where they were doing this like search like amongst two like single people or like. Well, I guess I mean it was a. It I was, guess it would be single people. Yeah, it was a study. Maybe it might have even have been a university study, but they interviewed a lot of single women, and uh, just asked them about what kind of guys they're attracted to, and they found that yeah, it's narrowed down to a very small select group. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I think most men may not necessarily have a type or they seem to be open minded toward most women. But I find women tend to have a type. I mean, that's what I find. Yeah, I mean, most do. Yeah, I would say. Um, Some don't really think about types so much and like, you know, it's like. For the most part, like, I don't decide I'm going to, like, sleep with somebody until I meet them, right? Yeah. Like, I have to obviously meet them. 
Is and that like safety concerns? Well, <laughs> I, I guess I never really thought about that, but like, <laughs> yeah. I have to meet them and like at least like, you know, have a like a few hours to like kind of figure that out because I mean, yeah, true, yeah. you're not gonna know like just by like face value even like you gotta you know warm up like you can look at people's pictures on the internet and whatnot and it's just sometimes like when they open their mouth it's not (laughs) it's not good right like yeah there's a reality show about people who've fallen uh, over someone who lives like really far away like it wasn't catfish it was um 99 days or 90 days or something like that uh name but one woman fell in love with a guy who lives in africa another woman fell in love with a woman who lives in australia and i was thinking man what if they go all the way there and there's no connection in person what a fucking disaster you know i know right um it seemed well the one with the african that one didn't work out so well because of cultural differences uh that she that she couldn't adapt to because obviously women in the United States have a lot more autonomy than they do in Africa. Yeah. So yeah, there was just certain pressures there that uh, he was under that kind of sabotaged their relationship. So That's anyway, awesome. going back to underwear for a second, have you yeah, ever? Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, this guy, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he likes the feeling of that on his, crotchal region and yeah like i've heard of this i've seen it in real life as well (laughs) not this exactly but um i've seen like how i guess enjoyable it is like they (laughs) well some women's underwear is made of like silk and satin yeah 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 nice material like why can't they make uh, briefs and boxer shorts and boxer briefs? They, and, you know, I think they they do have things sort of like it. It's like almost like a mock version of that, and that would be probably like sacks or something. Like yeah, you know, like they fit really well and whatnot. It's like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because the speedos never they never no. To women. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the speedos. The Speedo underwear, I've seen that, like, when I was in high school, and I, like, it was, I, it was too late to say no, you know, like, <laughs> you're just yeah, like, especially, oh, fuck, the worst underwear I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> especially the animal print ones, like the leopard or the zebra. Yeah, this one was just, like, a regular stripe. Like, it was, I don't even know, like, it was... Is cotton and form fitting and not attractive. <laughs> and this guy, I think he was goth, so it really like took me aback. Wow. <laughs> it's like, so what is your it? underwear? Is a, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't want. Uh, this is too late for me. So what <laughs> is that moment like when you're sleeping with a guy for the first time and the unveiling takes place, like? Are you kind of on edge? Like, wait, when he's about to take it out, like, how big is it? On edge. Well. It's like you, like, well, you're hopeful. Sort of. Hopeful. I don't know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I guess you just make out with them first and figure oh. that out for yourself. Get yeah, <laughs> get a feel for the situation. Yep. <laughs> oh, and, and also, have you ever eaten edible underwear before? No. No, no I haven't. I've yeah. heard it's like fruit roll-ups. Oh, it's that. It's that kind Something of like that. Like yeah. So that's told, or like sort of like fruit roll-upy, licorice-y kind of. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine, but I don't know if I'd want to eat it if it was a thong. I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't been, really want to wear it if it was yeah. a thong. <laughs> yeah, or if they've been wearing it all day long. I don't know. That's. Oh, no, you can't do that. No, that's a, like, that's a UTI right there. That's yeah. like, for us, like, that's no, you can't wear that shit all day. It'd be so sticky. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it'd be so jerk. sticky. You well, can, then like, again, bind it to your pants, pretty much. Just, like, like it won't, <laughs> you know, like, it'd be all gross. Well, then again, going back to the whole thing about the power of female sexuality, there are women who've made money by selling their used underwear, and there are men who will buy it. So, yeah. I mean, it has to be legitimately worn, of course, but uh, that's how desperate men are to make contact with females uh and i don't i'm pretty sure there are no women buying used men's underwear because uh because that's a biohazard so anyway uh my yeah. my next confession uh the title is future serial killer i'm 20 years old male and i fantasize about murder and getting away with it I believe when I'm older, late 30s, I will be a serial killer. I want to target anyone I can get away with killing. My passion is to torture in any way, then kill them and sodomize them and come in their dead mouths. I oh, won't, my God. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there, this is a principled serial killer. They say, I won't target children, but teenagers, boys and girls. I want to be known as the best who never got caught. I love blood and want to strangle anyone I see. I want to rape and beat anyone I can, if I can find a way to never get busted. I want to be remembered forever as the best serial killer in all time. I want my news on the front page, and I want to be talked about on TV. I love doing evil things and hurting anything. I used to worship Satan till he made my life um, so... I guess, I don't know what this word is, made my life shit. Uh, so I pray to God, but he can't save my future victims. I hate being told anything by anyone. I'm filled with demons. And when I can get away with it, I'm killing anyone. So, but this. So. Well, <laughs> even this, this sound legit to you? Well, I'm not sure. That's a, like. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, it's like the, in terms of the true crime media that's out there, of which I'm a part. Um, yeah. It seems to me like if you're if you do a lot of reading in that area, or if you listen to to Human Monsters and other shows like it, you can learn how not to get caught. And maybe that's the downside of putting that out there. That if you're an educated true crime uh, researcher. You can figure out ways to not get caught. And actually, yeah. there are active serial killers who have not been caught. So if you are if you plan carefully, 
you can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that's the thing. It, <laughs> if you if you plan it carefully and and cover everything, you can totally do it. But like the things we have now, I think people would get caught way quicker. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there are a few things that you gotta avoid doing. Um, so, like uh, trademarks, like leaving some kind of, uh, you know, oh yeah, obviously, kind of, uh, I don't know, like killing every person in the same way, or yeah. you know, putting messages on them or something like that. Yeah. Um, or be, or you know, taunting the media. There's always a lot of these ways can definitely get you caught. So, yeah, I mean, writing on that, like. I'm sure, like, oh, I guess it's, like, very anonymous, so, like. Yeah, because the mm. media killer, he, he was so interest into the, the media exposure that that's what led to him getting himself caught. Because if, if he hadn't tried to communicate with the media at all, he'd still be a free man. So it's just the, it was the ego thing for him. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think homicidal tendencies are nearly as rare as we like to believe because there was a poll that came out that revealed that over 90% of the general population has had a homicidal fantasy at least once in their life. Oh, fuck yeah. I I mean, I feel like we all kind of have like, and like, you know, it's, it's healthy to think about it. It's <laughs> not to do it. <laughs> well, before... Before society evolved with police and everything, you know, every, people were killing left and right. They had to. It was a survival mechanism. Um, and I think if you've never had em- enemies, which is highly unlikely, uh, then maybe you wouldn't have had those fantasies. But haven't we all known someone we hated so much? We fantasized about bringing about their untimely demise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had dreams like that. <laughs> well, not like dreams where like I've like totally like killed somebody, but like I was pretty set to do that in my dream, and then you know dreams get fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or if you, I didn't actually get to do it because the you know it was <laughs> it just didn't happen in the dream. You know, like shit changed. It's like and next dream. <laughs> Well, if you've ever yeah, worked like, in customer service, you know what it's like to have homicidal fantasies. Oh man, I've done I've done that for a lot of my life. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my life. I love people, but I also really hate people. <laughs> yeah, you've you've no doubt dealt with a lot. I of seriously people. love them, but like, and when I love them, I love them. Like, I'm like, yeah. good, you're awesome, you're my favorite, you're great. Like, Jesus Christ, there needs to be more people like you. And then the other people are just like, y'all can fuck off and die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure you must have dealt with a lot of Karens over the years at, in customer service. and Yes. There is something about middle Very age. many. <laughs> a lot many. <laughs> well, I'll tell you my theory about Karens. I think these women, when they were young, they were very attractive. And it's been scientifically proven. Attractive people are treated better than everyone else. And they were so yeah. used to, they were so used to getting their asses kissed and having people do favors for them that when they got older and people lost that 
interest in them, they yeah. be- became outraged because they thought, well, it's it's normal to be treated special, and they just didn't know about about uh, how things work for everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, why aren't you breaking the policy of this company for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I don't know you. <laughs> that's usually my first I'm Like, I don't, like, know you. I do that, like, that's friends and family. <laughs> like, sorry. Well, and that's, like, even, that's in, uh, um, fucking, um, uh, in like the mall and shit like that, customer service in the mall when you do like uh, you know clothes stores and shit, they, oh. like fucking that shit's like all that. Like you can you get discounts, you can give a couple people discounts, and like and that's it. You know, like you get that's all you get. But like these other people, you know, the good looks people, whatever. They've, like, batted their eyes and whatever, or maybe had enough friends, coincidentally, that were, like, you know, working in some of these places and just, like, you know, were able to, like, live life to the fullest and then realize later that, oh, shit, the whole world's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, my mother was once a hairdresser in, in Nova Scotia for most of her career, and... uh you know, women would sit down and my mother was, you know, highly trained and even went even took these Vidal Sassoon courses so that she could update her knowledge of like the trendy hairstyles. Very yeah. experienced. But these women would sit down in the fucking chair and say, Don't mess it up now. Like <laughs> imagine such a thing like that'd be I mean somebody I don't know if anyone's done that done that with a tattoo uh Oh business. man. I've I've had that a couple of times, like and it's just like it kind of just makes you nervous. Oh yeah. You no, know? you're well, like, yeah. man, I yeah. was gonna do a good job, but now you're yeah, like being yeah. a dick. <laughs> was were you kind of nervous when you first started doing it? Like the pressure, like you cannot make a mistake at any. Um, I, hang on, I've been drinking these like cold stream, fucking clear lime vodka drinks and they make me burp so i'm trying not to like burp into the microphone oh okay <laughs> it's usually like real like loud like barney burps you know <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um what were we talking about oh uh, yeah like when all you, the hair stuff and the like oh yeah when um, you first started doing tattoos like the fact oh that- yeah, I did it on the guy who who apprenticed me, and like the first time, I was kind of like partially shitting my pants because like, not for real shitting my pants, but like definitely, <laughs> definitely yeah. real scared that I wasn't gonna do it like a good job at all. But like it was, or actually it was more like or less. What was he gonna say if it didn't pull? A straight line or something like that like I was worrying about stupid shit that I didn't need to worry about because like I've been practicing for like probably a few months before like three months before actually like tattooing real skin and like doing apprentice shit yeah. like steady like so um yeah, like, I had the option to pierce then, but I I didn't take it. I, I just wanted to tattoo because it's like, well, you know, I don't want to, like, half-ass something that I don't 
really want to do just to like you know split my focus on yeah. the thing that, that I want to do right so anyway so I got like with that like I, I had to do this fucking Chinese symbol on my um my mentor and it was the Chinese symbol for the ox and I had an eight round shader which is like not really it's not a fine point needle so like I, I like it's meant to just like cover ground like you're basically like doing this like you know as quick as possible like that's well not as quick as possible that wasn't the aimed like it's efficient so yeah. um he, I pulled these lines and made these like really fine point like like where they needed to be on the symbol for the ox Mm-hmm. And he's just like this. This point here, like this is awesome. Da, 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 da. It was nothing but praise, and I was like legit, just like shitting myself for no reason. Yeah. You know, like, but you know, everything's not like that. You know, like I was pretty fortunate and was able to pick that. Like it's it's something that I know how to do, and I do it like fairly well. I'm not gonna be. I'm humble about that shit. So, well, um, Krista seems to have pretty high standards, so I guess you wouldn't still be working. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I'm <laughs> serious about the whole thing. So, yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if um you have to be like some kind of licensed medical practitioner to to do the laser removal. Yes. Oh, you like, um, you do need to take courses on that. Um, that's pretty much it. Mm. Oh, so like you could take the courses? Is that? Yeah, yeah, you can learn how to how to do it. Oh, because yeah, she could probably make more money doing that, but whatever. Yeah, it was something that we were tossing around. Oh but. yeah. All right, so my next confession is the the title is I am getting mm-hmm. tired of my marriage even. So there's another marriage themed post. I am getting tired of my marriage, even though my wife is great and I have two great kids. I work all the time and feel I'm not on the same wavelength as my wife. I'm almost waiting for a girl to make a move on me because I know I'll take it. I love my wife, but I don't think I'm in love with her. I think I'm still with her because of the kids. I often think about old girlfriends and what my life would be like had I not stayed with my wife. So it does seem like... uh, the grind of family life has a way of uh, of uh, eroding a marriage. It can, like that's I guess like people's responsibility to kind of like keep things exciting. Like you don't have to like go out of your way and shit. It's just like give each other like what you need, you know, like space and whatever, and like you know just be a positive influence and like. Because, I mean, kids do take a lot of energy. You have to be prepared for that, right? Like, that's that's one thing. Like, everybody, every parent that I know, um, like, no matter what, well, actually, once they get, you know, more than one kid, it definitely gets more complicated because um, you don't have much time to yourself, right? You're not going to have much time to yourself once the baby's born. Like, um through till probably about five ish 
unless you get like babysitters or like preschool things like that like you have to probably get them involved in some activities like that's a good idea well yeah i mean i've read a lot of material online in fact i am a member of a facebook group for people who regret having kids and sometimes (laughs) and when when they describe the aspects of of raising children that stress them out the most quite often i find myself reading about things that I that uh, their parent that they don't have to do for their children that their children could walk to school that they could yeah. go to their various activities by themselves they could be taught to make some fix some minor uh, meals for themselves but all today's parents seem to feel like they have to do it all for them they're not encouraging their kids to be independent um, yeah that's true. I mean, when I was growing up, I had to do chores. I mean, the kids had to contribute in some way, especially if they wanted an allowance. So I don't know. It just seems like maybe people need to teach their kids to. um, Yeah, if I wanted an allowance, I worked for it. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to wash the dishes and shit like that? I, I don't remember. You know, like, I don't really remember. But I remember that I saved money. For this porcelain doll, like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. I was pretty creepy. Like, honestly, looking back, like I have a whole like container full, and like some of them I can't remember how exactly I got them. I think they might have been gifts, like from my grandmother or something like that. Like they were expensive, right? Well, no, no, I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe like a couple of them might have been, or they might be. But the one that I saved for was the Cinderella one. And she had this really cool glass slipper that didn't, like, you could put it on your foot. It was just, like, a decorative piece on it. And, like, that was practically the main reason why I got it. But her dress is also very, very, very pretty. (laughs) From what I remember. But, yeah, I had fucking porcelain dolls. And, like, now it kind of creeps me out. Like, a little bit, that I have a container full of these shits, and I'm like, <laughs> these are, like, actually kind of creepy dolls, like. <laughs> I think some of them are worth a lot of money. Um, yeah, they can be. Which is funny, because they also make toilets out of porcelain, you know? Like, I don't yes. know what about porcelain. They make toilet it- dolls. <laughs> yeah, toilet dolls, yeah, basically. Toilet dolls. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't, I mean, may- maybe. There are certain like designers who have made the dolls, and there's like prestige that goes along with the name. Um, I mean, hopefully it's yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like it was a thing like for a long time. Because I mean, like if you think back on it, like porcelain dolls have been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I remember there was like this doll that was popular with girls in the '80s, where it was it kind of looked like a court jester. Except oh, cool. Okay, well, creepy, yeah. but also kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I remember seeing that around a lot. Do you remember seeing, like, the, yeah, like, the faces with, like, the fluffy hair? I like, think. It was, like, it was, like, feathers. Like, it was, like, those, the court jester faces. Like, you could see, like, either they'd have, like, pictures of it hanging up, like, it, like a, but it was an actual, like, 3D face. Or they'd have the doll. Or they'd have, like, fucking a magnet. Like, those things that, like, you get them in fucking all sizes. I remember these fucking faces. Some people had them. And they were porcelain. 
But anyway, that just reminded me what you just said, the court gesture thing. Like, Yeah, it just, uh, see, like, I knew a lot of girls who had them in their rooms. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had them when I was a kid. When I was a teenager, they moved up into the spare bedroom. <laughs> Someone else, huh? <laughs> yeah. I kind of still liked going in there sometimes and seeing them because, like, for a bit, like, the old TV was in there. It was, like, um, like a square-looking motherfucker. Like, it wasn't very big, but, like, anyway. <laughs> and so it was a nice little spare bedroom that reminded me of, like, fucking, like, my, my childhood or the 80s. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. Well, both, actually. Fuck. God damn it. Well, do you, do you remember there was a Barbie McDonald's thing? Like, Barbie had a job at McDonald's. I don't know how she could afford that car with a job at McDonald's. But I'm oh man, Barbie was a nurse. She was like all kinds of things. Like, yeah, she was like, of course she could fucking afford that. She's like, you want to look up on Barbie like history? <laughs> Yeah, she's in places, man. She's. Fuck. Uh, I already like, speaking of, of my like porcelain doll thing, I also had Barbies. <laughs> of course, I mean oh that's my a God. Passage, yeah. I was like, I was a tomboy, but I was also a girl, like very much. Like I. Got... <laughs> you have a cabbage patch doll. I had one at one at one point. It was a ginger one. Oh like, yeah, I remember at one. Yeah. I remember when they kind of went out of style, like I would often see them like outdoors underneath someone's porch and it would be like filthy with no clothes on. But, uh, or at least I hope that was a Cabbage Patch doll. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. What's your next story? Okay. Let's see. I'm going to open my phone again here. All right. Um. <clears throat> oh. <sighs> This one is, oh yeah, okay, cool. Um, sorry, I like I I had to double check on like what one of my one my next one was, and I'm like, oh okay, no, that was the worst one. Okay, <laughs> the worst, best, worst, we'll say. Anyway, um, want to be cuckold while diapered. I want my wife to dress me up as a sissy baby girl and cuckold me with a real man and expose my perverted desires to him so they can laugh at me while I sit in a wet diaper watching them make love. Wow. Talk about about masochism. Yeah, it is, and it's weird, but I've, I've heard of, like, this, like, cuckold movement. And, like, the sissy boy move, like, he combines it with the sissy, like, thing, which is another, like, it's a degradation on top of a degradation, like, (laughs) which is pretty brutal. I mean, I wouldn't be interested in doing the diaper, be a baby, but I, I wouldn't mind being in the situation where a woman was totally dominant. Yeah, just dominant, but, like, it was, this, this seems a little, like, it's definitely not something I would do either way. Well, I guess this guy. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not one of my things, because I just feel, like, I feel super bad about, 
degrading people. You know what I mean? I'm not about that. Like, I'm a lover, not a fighter, although I can fight. <laughs> also, that also incorporates scat. So that's, that's scat. not usually. Scat that's is not, not a, no. That's, that's a no. A, yeah, that's not a gray area for anybody i don't think you know some yeah, people that's, like, that's well, a hard no for sure yeah, <laughs> like, there are people who are bi-curious but i don't think there are a lot of people who are scat curious like well and I'm, then, I'm on the fence no and then bestiality yeah and bestiality also pet, like pedophilia that like all those yeah hard no <laughs> yeah well it's interesting there's this interesting book i read called my secret garden this woman placed ads in newspapers this was in the 70s and what she wanted was she asked women to write her letters confessing their secret sexual fantasies. And oh, cool. Yeah, a small percentage, possibly 4 or 5%, actually revealed that they had fantasized about bestiality. I think oh, uh, God. it involved dogs and probably horses, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, a, cu- a couple of the women ad- admitted that they had fantasized about their fathers. They didn't want to have sex with their fathers, but they had had the fantasy. So, yeah. that's, so that was a yeah, there was a couple of those as well. It's a really interesting book, actually. And I think there was like a sequel or two as well, because she got a very enthusiastic response to it. Yeah. 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 yeah well, the- I mean, that's like another thing, too. It's like some of these like fantasies like sometimes they don't they're not something that like your your mind like you actually like made up like maybe you had a fucking dream about it and you're like i don't know what the fuck is happening downstairs i'm fucking confused you know like (laughs) you know because like some of it is like super real and some of it is like you know you wake up and you're like i just like i literally just got off to that like i i mean for guys especially they have wet dreams all the time right like yeah, yeah. so it's like on the on the other side of that spectrum you know like women can have that as well like where they like you know get off in dreams it's not really a wet dream but it is i guess <laughs> well you know it's like psycho- psychology 101 if you repress something it comes back with a vengeance. So whatever, sure. if you don't want to entertain a particular sexual thought, it might come back to haunt you in your dreams where you don't have any say in the matter. Yeah. Uh, so that can happen for sure. As far as cuckolding goes, I guess I'll, I'll go with a second confession for this episode and say I w- wouldn't mind experiencing pegging. Yeah. That's, See, that's like that's that's more fun like that's like and you don't have to be like well some i guess some men would view it as degrading but it doesn't have to be well if they yeah if it is then they there's no point to them doing it because they won't enjoy it but yeah i mean look at fucking deadpool that scene in deadpool yeah which i absolutely loved the fact that they did that happy women's day (laughs) well men have the uh the so-called A spot, so they can have an orgasm by being pegged. So there you go. Yeah, it's not like I mean, it's not something that I like set up to do. But if my partner like fucking wants it and loves it and this and that, who am I to fucking deny them? Yeah. Like, cause I mean, like 
honestly, like I get off on like seeing that sort of thing. Like if they're ha- like if they're having a real good time, I'm having a fucking real good time. And you can find out how exhausting fucking is because <laughs> it's a- <laughs> as you get older. Yes. <laughs> for guys, it's almost like doing push-ups rapidly, and uh, yes, it's yeah, it's it's tiring if you're not. I don't know how the guys in porn do it. I guess I mean a lot of them work out a lot, so maybe that's how they do it. But uh, yeah, that's why men tend to. One of the reasons why men fall asleep afterwards it's because it's fucking exhausting. So yes, here we are. So okay, my next confession. Uh, it's entitled makeup. This isn't really a confession. My face and skin is terrible. I hate my skin. So like most girls, I use makeup. However, I can't find anything that doesn't make my face look even worse. I don't know what to use and want to apply it properly. Ugh, I feel hideous. I need help. What do I use and how do I find out what color? I can't stand this anymore. Well, let me start up by saying I have never been turned off by the state of a woman's skin. And I've never heard one guy ever complain about something like that, even if a girl had acne. Uh, that's oh man I'm so self-conscious about that like myself like because I have terrible skin like, what, what do you think is terrible about it okay so I just break like what she described is like almost like me like it just breaks out sometimes like thank god that like the humid weather is all over with because now my skin can you know chill out but then there's still the mask that we wear and it chafes and like um, the material isn't always really nice to your skin. What else? Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Like I get breakouts, like for stupid reasons. <laughs> so do you, do you, uh, so what do you wear a lot of foundation? Yeah. Uh, well, not a, a lot, a lot. Like just you know, in the places where it matters. Like other than like my breakouts, which are kind of like fairly everywhere not everywhere but like there's you know it's a fair amount to myself to cover it sounds like you know like I felt this girl the makeup one I felt her like with every part of my soul (laughs) because I'm like man I wear makeup and I like it took me a minute to find the right tone for my skin but the best thing to do is to ask somebody about it right like you just you go in and you and you uh like you talk to the woman and you're like okay this i tried these are the things they don't like about it and usually they can find you exactly what you need after that because um you've just ticked off a bunch of things that like you know narrows the search down regardless like if you hate the thing that you just used and it's not the right color you can still use that to find the right color yeah, that's true. And like, just uh, knowing how to like express what the fuck is happening. <laughs> so if they you know, go, always, sorry. If they go into Sephora, like, do they have staff there who are experts on these matters? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, usually at like shoppers, they do have like someone who knows what they're talking about behind the counter. That's the reason why they're there yeah. in the um in the makeup area. You know, like um. What else? Uh, Sephora is pretty good. Like every single person in that place is 
kind of a makeup artist. They have to have like that makeup background or at least know how to apply it, um, know how to sell these products. Because I mean, I honestly, I could probably get in if I like, if I kind of lied maybe a little bit on my resume, I could probably get a job at Sephora and like kill it. Because, like, I just, I know makeup I've been putting on my face since I was, like, fucking 13. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, when I was 13, though, I had no fucking clue. Like, yeah. no clue. And, like, <laughs> anyway. It well, was, do you do your own makeup when you do the modeling gigs? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I do. Um, and you do it very well. Thanks. Yeah. No, I am. Um, I collected a lot of palettes and I take a lot of inspiration from the things that creep me out or I love or whatever. Because, I mean, there's like I, there's a few horror ones that like I was vibing on Manson's kind of shit. Like he he's rocking blue eyeshadow and like blacked out teeth and shit. And I was down for that. So, well, you know, a lot of a lot of guys look good with black eyeliner and it doesn't necessarily make them look less masculine no man it actually can fucking really make you look tough like there's ways you can like smudge that and smear it and like make it look like kind of like i'm dirty and grungy but like yeah (laughs) yeah that can look that can look really good yeah yeah Uh, yeah so the skin like back to the the girl so, um, she needs help, like, finding the right thing for her face, like. Yeah, yeah. I wish we could address her, because, <laughs> like, because this one, like, I actually, like, you know, it's like, go to Shoppers, go to, go to Sephora, and do the things that, well, do as I say, <laughs> but also like, I mean, yeah, like taking whatever the hell it is that you've been trying that hasn't been working and let them know why and be like, I need something that works on my face and like definitely wash your face or also take antibiotics. You can ask your daughter, your daughter, you can ask your doctor, yeah. doctor <laughs> for um antibiotics for bad acne you Mm. just be like look my acne like this is what it's doing it's like you know say like lots of little white heads lots of like deep whatever you gotta describe them you gotta give them an idea as to what they're treating but they can give you antibiotics and that helps i find like a couple of days of taking that to like up to a week say in a severe case you'll see a difference um but you have to keep up on the medication well i mean i i find makeup attractive you know even if it's i really- love makeup it's so yeah. fun it makes me feel so like sexy and empowered like that's one of my favorites it's actually kind of like zen for me too like um i like even when it comes it, to the girls who shave their eyebrows off and just yeah i don't <laughs> I've done that. I shaved my eyebrows off, but I never will do that again. Like they don't come in. Like I'm very blonde. I'd have to dye my eyebrows for them to show up. Um, but yeah, like I've I've plucked them. It's uh, they're they're, they're little, so I just draw them on. <laughs> yeah, you see, women have that 
that privilege where you know you can if you if you didn't naturally inherit good looks you can totally you can fake it yeah you can take that's what i feel like that's what i feel like i'm doing most of the time i'm like look i don't like how i look without makeup on i look weird because there's no like there's no eyebrows and the eyebrows are like it like totally changes my look like and i don't mind just putting on like my eyebrows and mascara because that i feel fine with but like once i put the winged eyeliner on it's a different story yeah. you just feel better like you do it's like oh look my eyes look way more open or like you know you just look cuter it gets better the more makeup you put on well yeah <laughs> you're a real artiste when it comes to cosmetics so yeah you're well you're well, me no, i mean i just do all my shit on my own like and i mean there i know other people that are way like i like i know a lot of drag queens and they do their makeup like i'm like you need yeah. to do my makeup i want some like i want <laughs> some crazy shit happening on my face i do like not crazy but like the real like you know the tricksy like eye makeup and like the or like the um shoot but you know what beards with makeup i don't know like that's that doesn't work for me some of it i'm okay with but like not like i i do agree like it's kind of like a a little bit of trimming maybe and like that's cool but like yeah i i'm not i'm i'm kind of picky when it comes to that part like i love the full face feminine yeah because like there's like there's so many i've watched drag uh rupaul's drag drag race and like i have a few i can't even name any like i can name half of them right now but like um that's aside the point there's too many like i don't even start with half because there's like once i get there it's like oh shit like there's all these people and they all do their makeup different they all do it so different but, the, like, there's a few cartoony sort of, like, really, you know, artistic, like, um, ones in there that I just, like, uh, I'm, uh, like, I die over. Like, I don't understand how they do it. Yeah, it's I guess. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, they, some of them, it, it's a really, it's a very over-the-top uh, version of, of womanhood, of, of femininity, you know. it's In that regard, yeah. very masculine. Men are very grandiose. Like, you don't see a lot of real, like, cisgender women dressing and looking like that. So these guys really take it to the extreme. Um, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm attracted to trans women, but I wouldn't be attracted to them, to one that has a beard and makeup. Oh, yeah. Climate. So that's just me. But All right. So what's your last confession? Okay. So, um... <laughs> it's regretfully this one um and i had to because i just like i don't know like it was terrible but like i just don't and it, <laughs> it's so weird how it actually tied into our conversation tonight because we were just talking about bestiality right and i feel like this is like definitely a very like it is, or a very, like, big, there is a start to it. Anyway, I opened up my cat's booty hole, is what it's called. Oh 
I know. <laughs> when I was 13, I wanted to smell my cat's booty hole and lick it, but I was too nervous about someone finding out. So I waited till my family left, and I decided to lick my cat's booty hole, and it felt so nice until my cat farted and some shit came out into my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm now currently 17 and can still remember the taste of my cat's beautiful booty hole. And I do, <laughs> I do want to shove my fist inside its ass again. Ass. There's like four stars after this, after the A. So I don't know what fucking yeah, asshole. Asshole. Must yeah probably. Yeah, asshole for experiments and like that's okay the fisting no i mean none of this is okay to me but like um back to that thing that you were saying that people (laughs) how many people were fantasizing about bestiality from that like 1970s chick yeah how many? <laughs> like, it's still probably going, right? Like, I would say there's more now because there's more people on the planet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watched well, it. Yeah, when I went online once to see uh, if there were people who admitted to engaging in bestiality, and I noticed that most of them were women. So, I was this Weird. person? Did this person state their gender? No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, as far as sniffing the cat and, and all of the aftermath of that, that was a victimless crime, I guess. I mean, they ended up being... <laughs> the cat was the victim. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the fisting, no way. I mean, that's just going to no. cat and probably that kill cool. So, yeah, no, don't do that. But <laughs> um, Yeah, do not do not approve of that. That that was no. That was a no. <laughs> I mean, it's a no all over for me, but I guess if you have to think of it, of it like in neutral, like how many people were harmed in that scenario, yeah. then, yeah. Apparently, uh, cat germs can actually be almost deadly. Yep. If, like if you get scratched. I wonder if they're still alive. Yeah, like if you get scratched by a cat, I think sometimes if there was like – uh, some residue from fecal matter or something, it could almost kill you. Like people, have, I think, have almost died from that. Mm. So, yeah, um, you know, it's just. I mean, it, even if the cat goes into heat, or if you have a dog and it starts humping your leg or whatever, that doesn't mean it's, that's not an invitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, animals don't seem to have the same kind of sexual morality that we have. Yeah, no, they're not. The only animals that I guess have sex for pleasure are dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Or pigs because they can have 30, 30 minute orgasms. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, wow. yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That would be a lot. Like every single time. Supposedly, yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. Like, 
I guess that makes up for most of the other misery of their life, like and shit, you know, most of that other stuff. But mm. the half hour orgasm would probably make up for it, I guess. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> probably makes up for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I think uh, I think we're good to go. We've been awesome. Doing this for an hour, yeah. Great. Sweet. Thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, this is Morgan Rector. And Rosanna Shelton. Have yourselves a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.